Welcome to God's Pathway to Life for You. I'm your host, Dave. Today we're going to be talking about John chapter 21. Up next. Well, thanks for returning to the podcast. I want to start with my prayer for understanding. Father, please hear my prayer for my listeners. Please bless them with the understanding of your word that they hear your quiet, still voice hidden in your word, that your word becomes alive to them in a way that they understand all this, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I appreciate you returning to the podcast. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about John chapter 21. This is the last chapter in John. So uh, let's go ahead and just get right into this. It's going to be pretty short and try to get you out of here in like 20 minutes, probably maybe 20, 25 minutes. Chapter 21. After these things, Jesus showed himself to to the disciples that were at the Sea of Tiberias. On this wise showed he himself. They were together, Simon Peter, Thomas, called twin, or Didymus, Nathaniel of Canaan in Galilee, the sons of Zebudee, and two other disciples, two other of his disciples. Okay, now when it says uh, the sons of Zebudee, those are uh, James and John. So th- when you hear that, just think of James and John. And Simon Peter said to him, I go a fishing. They said to him, we also go with you. They uh, went forth and entered into a boat and immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples knew not that it was Jesus. Okay, so Simon Peter had a, a fishing business with the brothers uh, James and John, the brothers of Zebedee, and those uh, uh, two other disciples that were with him. They also worked in the business, so it was kind of like it was what those guys were doing when Jesus found them. They were fishermen. So, and at that ancient times, the best time to fish was at night. So you could catch the fish at night. And you'd be able to have them by market, fresh fish at market in the morning. So that's why they were out there at night and they didn't catch nothing. And then when the morning comes around, they see Jesus standing on the shore, but the disciples did not recognize Jesus. Because, you know, Jesus was already in his new body, the new glorified body, and they didn't recognize him. Uh, then Jesus said to them, Children, have you any meat? They answered to him and said, No. And he said to them, Cast the net on the right side of the boat, and you shall find. They therefore casted their nets, and they were not able to draw it in for the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It's the Lord. And now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he wrapped his fishing coat around him and jumped into the sea because he was naked. And on the other disciples came in and a little came in a little ship for it was not far from land. It was about a hundred and fifty a hundred cubits away. And and they were dragging the net with fish. And as soon as they were coming to the land they saw a fire of coal there and fish laid thereon and bread. So Jesus had prepared this meal for him and in Jewish con- customs that was a kind of like a Jewish custom when they would eat breakfast in the morning. They would uh, prepare that meal. Well, Jesus was preparing it in a way, but also blessing them in a way 
because uh, it's it's something that the Jewish people do in their tradition. <clears throat> so that's a, that's what it's symbolizing here. So it says, as soon as they came to land, they saw the uh, coal of fire there and fish laid thereon and bread. So he prepared this for them. And Jesus said to him, Bring the fish which you have now caught. And Simon Peter went up and drew the net uh, to the land full of great fish, about 153 fish. For there were so many, yet the net was not broken. And Jesus said to him, Come and dine. And none of the disciples dare ask, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. So by that time, when they realize who they're dealing with, they have that understanding that this is the Lord. Because God places knowledge and understanding in our minds and our hearts. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave to them and the fish likewise. This is now the third time that Jesus has shown himself to his disciples after that he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined with Jesus, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Now here we come to the test of Simon Peter. So if you've ever read this before and not understood it, we're going to break it down right here. Simon Peter, when he, uh, at the trial, remember a few chapters back, he was at the trial and they took Jesus in there to see Pontius Pilate. And Simon Peter was hanging out front by the, uh, by the coal of fire and he was standing next to those people and they asked him, hey, aren't you uh, one of the people that uh, was with Jesus? And he goes, no, I wasn't with Jesus. And then when they uh, they went to the trial, and Peter was out front of the, the big important place, the trial house where they were held and treated Jesus in the trial, and John went out there and got him and brought him in and talked to the girl to let him in. But the girl that was working the gate, she asked him, "Is aren't you Jesus' uh, disciple? And he said, no. And then he denied him one more time after that. Okay, so Peter denied Jesus three times so what we're fixing to find out, what we're fixing to read is Jesus asking uh, Peter to affirm his love for him three times. So when they had dined, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, love you me more than these the disciples and everybody that's sitting around them eating. He said to him, Yea, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my lamb. And he said to him again the second time, Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonah, you love me? He said to him, Yea, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my sheep. And he said to him a third time, Simon Peter. He said to him a third time, Simon, son of Jonah, you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Love me, you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. And Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Jesus then says, Truly, truly, I say to you, when, when you were young and you girded yourself, you put your belt on, and you walked where you would, you went where you wanted to go. But when you shall be old, you shall be stretched, you shall stretch forth your hand, and another shall gird you and carry you, carry you where you would not. Truly, truly, I say to you, when you were young, you would belt, gird yourself, put your belt on, and walk where you wanted to go. 
But when you shall be old, you shall stretch forth your hand, and another shall gird you, or belt you, and carry you where you would not, where you don't want to go. So this is uh, telling Peter that he's going to die. This spoke he, signifying by what death he should, be, he should glorify God. And when he had spoken these things, he said to him, follow me. So when he's talking to Peter, he's talking about, you know, Peter's going to be crucified. Because when he's saying, stretch, uh, you shall stretch forth, you shall stretch forth your hand and another shall gird you. That's being uh, crucified. That's an old-timey way of saying you're going to get crucified. And uh, Peter, he didn't think he was worthy to be crucified as Christ, so he was crucified upside down. Okay, then Peter turns about seeing the disciples whom Jesus loved following. Okay, so that disciple, if you're, if you're wondering who that disciple, because it's been re- mentioned a couple of times in this chapter, the disciple that Jesus loved or whom he loved, that's John, the writer of this book. So Peter turned around seeing the disciple whom Jesus loved, John, following, which also leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, which is he that betrays you? So it was John who leaned on Jesus' chest and asked him, which, who's the betrayer? Who's the one that betrayed you? Peter seeing him said, Peter seeing John said to Jesus, Lord, and what shall this man do? Jesus said to him, if, if I will that he wait till I come, what is that to you? Follow me. Stick to your own business. That's what Jesus is saying. You know, stick to your, put your nose in your own book. Stick to your own business. Don't be worrying about another Christian's walk because it, each, each walk is personal. With Christ, Christ affects us each personally. We're, we, you know, it's it's unique to each and every one of us. There's no cookie cutter pattern for Christianity. There's, it's not, and that's what he's trying to signify here. When Jesus says to him, "If I will that he'll tarry till I come, what is that to you? Follow me. Follow you, me. So stick to the, you stick to your plan. Stick to what I'm telling. Don't worry about him. Worry about your own business. Then went. This saying abroad among the brethren, so a rumor got started, that the disciples should not die. Yet Jesus said not, not to him, he shall not die. But if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to you? That's all he said. He was being sarcastic. <clears throat> this is the disciples which testify of these things and wrote these things. And we know that his testimony is true. And these things are as many other things which Jesus did. That which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose, that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. See, that's what I was saying. That last part, it says, There are so many thing, other things which Jesus did, that which, if they were to be written, Every one, I suppose, that every even the world couldn't contain the books that should be written in. That's what I'm saying. There's, we couldn't. We're given small samples of Jesus as a miracle, in in and his miracles and his abilities. But the whole book is about Jesus. I mean, he's in Genesis, he's in Exodus, he's in 
He's in the, I mean, he's in the beginning. He's in the middle. He's in the part. He, he's all the way through the book. He's in every aspect of the book because Jesus has always existed as with God. <clears throat> God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit have always existed. You know, we're not, we don't have the mental capacity to wrap our mind around how that's possible. But that's the way it is. That's, that's just the way it is. God and Jesus, like I told you last time, if we were to try to write the book down of everything that Jesus did, it'd be impossible. We, we couldn't even, could even turn the pages because it'd be full of so much knowledge. Okay, so, you know, that brings us to the end of chapter 21. So, I'm telling you, you know, and I really appreciate you guys praying for me. There's been a lot of difficulties, and, you know, I've been sick a lot, and a broken hand, a, a mixing board, and the firmware update messing all that up. I mean, I'm struggling to get the podcast out, and then I asked you guys to pray for me, and next thing you know, we're bam, 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 we're nailing these things out. So your powers of your prayers are really helping me. You know, and the Christian walk is a difficult walk. You know, God's not, you know, I've been sick, and I got a lot of stomach issues that's going on and the broken hand, but God's not going to come down from heaven just to, and fix my stomach and, and, and get on down the road. You know, we have to carry some burdens and some discomforts in life. That's just the way, that's just life. You know, we're, we're burdened. This life is not a burden free. I mean, Christianity, when you make your statement of faith, it, it's not a burden free. You're going to continue to be burdened, but the difference is, is what powers the vehicle. See, that's the difference. The lost people, they have themselves to power their vehicle. And eventually, at some point, they run out of gas and they push off to the side of the road. But see, in our vehicle, we have the Holy Spirit, which powers us, which drives us, which gives us that motivating factor to, the, the, to better ourselves, to improve ourselves, to make us instruments of God. And that's that's what a Christian is. That's what a Christian is. Uh, somebody who has that ability to allow the Holy Spirit to power their transportation, their, their vehicle in, through life. And if you have the Holy Spirit as your gasoline in your vehicle, and it's power in your vehicle, you're never going to run out of gas with the Holy Spirit in there, in the tank, because it, he's endless. It's endless. And so, yes, I have difficulties. Yes, I'm sick. Yeah, you know, and I'm having stomach problems. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm in a lot of discomfort. But when I'm in the lowest parts of my life, when I'm suffering, when I'm in pain, when I'm hurting, I have the understanding to know that Christ is there with me. You know, when you've seen, everybody's familiar with the footprints in the sand. And you see there's one sets of, there's two foot per, sets of footprints, and then there's one set of footprints, and then it goes back to two. And he says, Lord, where were you at those difficult times in my life? And he goes, I was carrying you in those difficult points in your life. That is so true. It is so true. And that's why God gave us that imagery. That's why had God give us that statement is to carry us through these these uh, painful, difficult times. You know, and, and I tell you what, it's, it's, as soon as I, st- I was a very healthy person, I was very healthy. And uh, I started doing the podcast and I started sharing the word of God. And what do you know? I'm I got all kind of ailments. I got all kind of sicknesses. But I don't worry about that. I just continue on. I take medicine. I try to fight as it comes on because the good Lord gave us doctors and nurses and hospitals and laboratories and blood work and and all that stuff to help us in these times of physical ailments. But if you have a physical ailment and God hasn't cured it, endure it. 
carry it on because that's just life. That's just one of those things you're going to have to, and then to go on. And maybe one day, you know, it'll be gone. It'll work itself out. But until then, we just carry on. We don't complain. You know, I complain. I complain. I got mad the other day. And I was telling my mother, I was like, you know, why? Why do I have to endure all this this pain and suffering? Because all I want to do is share the word of God. Well, because Christ suffered because all he wanted to do is bring us salvation. So we're going to have to suffer. We're going to have to endure. But our endurance is our in, produces patience. I'm telling you, our endurance, all this is going to produce something. We're going to be transfigured into Christ's likeness. This is this is our goal. This is why we pick up this Bible every day. This is why we're reading it. This is why we're trying to pull all the sin and hateful things out of our life and controlling our mouth and not cussing because we're trying to find our pathway to life. That God is predestined before time in the world was ever created. Kind of like a plug for the show, but hey. Okay, so uh, that is the end of the podcast, and now I have the call to action. <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to tell you. I had to, I, you know, you got to write stuff down. If you don't write it down, you forget it. Um, was it share the website with somebody? Share the podcast with somebody? I can't remember. I should have wrote it down. Okay, I'd like you to start a prayer list of uh, people, names, and loved ones you care about. Write down if God answers a prayer. Keep track of it. Okay, I got the prayer of salvation. If you'd like to turn your life over to Christ and you found the podcast, and here's your chance to join God's family. You must live a repentative life and turn from sin and evil. Turn to God and His Son and the Word and live a life that God has made for you before the world was ever made. All right, dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I am a sinner, and I, I admit that my sins separate me from you. I need your forgiveness. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and God raised you from the dead. I choose today by faith to invite you into my heart to take control of my life to be my Lord and Savior. I willingly choose to turn to sin and turn to you. Please forgive me of all my sin. Wash me clean. Give me a home in heaven with you. When I die, change me and make me a new person. Help me now live with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I invite you to live stream church services at South Heights Baptist Church. Page link is in the description for this episode. Check out it for the times and the link. If God has placed it on your heart to donate to the church, South Heights Baptist Church, there's now a donate link in the description box. So check out the detailed description box for that link. Okay, that's all I have for today. Remember to say something nice to somebody you don't know because God said we were all strangers too and he loved us. So your friend in Christ, Dave, bye.